I think this is going to be fun. We already do not know who is meant to be talking when, so... <laughs> it's going to be fine. We're going to have a great episode or a debrief. <laughs> Welcome to the November update for the Women in Data podcast, where we are very unprepared uh, and my brain is fried. <laughs> no, we're fine. We just, we're just here to have a quick chat, you know. <laughs> It's been a very interesting month this month of October. Karen, I know you have some stuff you want to update us on. What have you been up to? Yeah, I, I think I've been up to quite quite a lot. You you would think that me not working means that I'm not busy, but I feel like I'm very... <laughs> I, n- next time someone asks me about my strengths, I will say my strength is to keep myself busy and overload myself with stuff to do. Um, so yep. what I've been, <laughs> what I've been up to, I mean, on the bright side, I've been doing some fun things as well. So aside from podcasting, um, I've had some talks because last month was Black History Month. So mm-hmm. I went to Baringa. They invited me to take part in a panel to talk about celebrating uh, our sisters, which was the, the theme for the month. But I've also went, I've also been to yoga, which I did in a studio. And for the last, <laughs> in the last four years, I think I have only done yoga online, oh, which Karen. I do. Yeah, which I, do, <laughs> I do very regularly, but I've never been in a studio and I'm just realizing how different it is to practice yoga online versus at a studio. That, that's that been amazing. So Cecilia, when your knee is fixed, yes. definitely let, let's go to the, the Ashtanga class together. Yes, we will. We will. We're not there yet, but we will. <laughs> <laughs> well, soon. Yeah. Um, and I, I think in terms of things that are coming up this month that that I'm busy with. I'm not sure if you've seen the post on LinkedIn, but I'm going to be at a half-day event at Google. Uh, So there is a breakthrough half-day event organized at at Google for women who work in data. Oh, very cool. Yeah, so all gender welcomed. They say um, loads of great speakers. Uh, I know I've seen on the list Lucille Ripper, who was on the podcast forever Mm -hmm. ago, and I've never met her in person, so I'm looking forward to that. And I will be moderating a a panel of women who work in data talking about their breakthrough moments. Oh gosh, you are, you're having such a fun month. I mean, uh, yeah. seriously. I mean, for me, on the other hand, unfortunately, well, not, no, fortunately, as you know, I work with universities. So right now it's compilation time. All of the mm. data is being sent back. So I basically have to put my head down and just go. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to each their own. I mean. <laughs> exactly. But that's fine. You know, I'll, uh, it'll be better in 2024. <laughs> Fingers crossed. <laughs> Uh, I'm just realizing I forgot to give the date for the Google event. So that is on the 16th of November. I do believe that there are still spaces, at least when we're recording, there are still spaces. Um, so hopefully when this comes out, you will still be able to to register, but but to go and, and register. I just, before we go into the proper November update, I just wanted to touch on the competition. So last month we launched a competition on LinkedIn and it was all about... Um, giving podcast listeners an opportunity to get some mentorship. So uh, the winners would have a 45 minutes mentoring sessions. And I just wanted to say thank you to everyone who participated. Um, it was very overwhelming to see your comments and um, and also people have shared the, the post for, for no. the competition. So it, it was great to see that. Um, I got very excited. It was great. I mean, the participation was amazing. We had some really good questions and 
what's happening right now is that we're busy making sure that we find the best leaders for the best uh, questions, just to make sure that we match the right people comparing to whatever the question was. Uh, so we'll be in touch with all the winners very, very soon. So bear with us. <laughs> yeah, we haven't forgotten about you. Absolutely and I'm just realizing, <laughs> you know, when we said very unprepared for this episode and I'm like, oh, introduction is going to last one minute. We are now at four minutes 30. This episode is never going to be a short format. <laughs> <laughs> no, because we're talking. <laughs> exactly. So coming this month on the on the podcast, uh, this has been keeping us very busy because November this time is a bit of a weird month. Uh, usually we have two episodes per month, but because November, I don't know, uh, we have three episodes <laughs> coming out this month. So the first one is going to be um, a co-hosted episode between... Um, you and I, Cecilia, so myself okay. and Cecilia, where we're talking about crafting your role when expectations are not clear. Then the second one is going to be with Regan Avon, who is the founder of Women in Analytics in the US. And she's going to be talking about how generative AI is impacting data strategies. And the last one is with Sumati Tiagarajan, and she's going to be talking about the transferable nature of data skills and how they helped her move from industry to industry, but also um, changing work, work settings. Cecilia, do you want to tell us a bit more about the, the co-hosted episode? Yes, absolutely. So while we were catching up with friends, we realized that so many of us are actually unclear of what exactly is expected in our roles. So we needed to talk about this. This is an issue, especially when it comes to getting promoted or to like career planning or career advancement. So we thought, why don't we try and put together our best tips on how to address this. And um, we got amazing, amazing feedback and help from Carolyn Pankrust, who is the coach and founder of Be Braver Collective. She shared her knowledge on the topic. And I have to say, she shared some really interesting stuff. I mean, we had thought about it and we discussed, but she put it, um, she really put it out there perfectly. Um, yeah. So we basically split the episode between three parts which I thought was quite interesting when we were putting it together because, you know, people that work in data. So first of all, what do you do? You research and collect the data. What a surprise. <laughs> Don't we like that? <laughs> I know, it's my favorite part. So then afterwards, we come back to everything that we had, all of the data that we've gathered, all of the stakeholders and people we spoke to, and we consolidate our findings and then we start crafting our role. And once we get all of that, that's great. So this is where we are. So where do we want to go? So we kind of start identifying the way forward. So it's an episode filled with tips. I thought I learned a few. I will be using most of them, uh, <laughs> but also don't be scared. You don't have to use all of them. Just pick and choose whatever suits you. Yeah, I think that was a good conversation we we had together. And now I'm realizing we put the episode in the wrong order. So I'm going to talk about the episode with Sumati. <laughs> Sumati, but um, Sumati will be closing the November. Uh, we will have Regan before, but let me talk about <laughs> that, that episode. Yeah, so I, I think in this conversation, what I, I found very exciting is... Um, so many times I have people telling me, if you want to be a good data leader, you need to find an industry, an area 
get there as soon as possible and become a a subject matter expert there. And this is something that doesn't sit well with me because I like to try new stuff. I I love to to learn things a bit differently and get other perspectives. And I, I was getting a bit anxious about that and what Sumati did is she she brought a different perspective on on the podcast around that she's a data leader uh, who is challenging the norm for career trajectories in data and in our conversation what she talked about is the transferable nature of data skills and how they've helped her move from industry to industry, but also working in different work settings. So she worked in consulting, she worked in nonprofit, she worked in higher education, corporate, etc. And now she's working for an MBA team. Uh, so very, very interesting, very rich career. And for her, the success to to do that is to learn to rapidly build credibility with leaders, but also with your team. So she talks a lot about building credibility up and down. So we tend to focus on building credibility up, but she's talking about building credibility down as well. And during the the episode, uh, something that stuck with me is Sumati inviting us to identify to really identify and lean on our non-technical skills. So what she says is when we work in data or in a technical field, we tend to fill our CVs with all the technical. So I'm saying CVs, she says resumed because she's in the US. Sure. <laughs> and she, she's talking about the fact that we keep putting in our CVs slash resumes, um, things like I can code with R and Python and I can do these statistical modeling and, and all these things. But she says when it comes to looking for a new role, uh, these are very transferable and important. But hiring managers, what they want to, to know is they want to know who you are as a person, uh, as a professional, and what else you can bring to, to the table outside of your technical skills. So she really invites us to reflect on these non-technical skills. And when she is looking for a new role herself, the skills that she really highlights in her CV are communication skills, project management, and relationship building skills, which she feels like we build in careers in data without even noticing, because this is something we do on a daily basis. We do them all the time. Um, This communication, I felt, was really packed in actionable advice. And I listened to it a few times while, while obviously, when recording it, uh, but also going through the editing once the the team has sent it back, and I just loved it all the time. I think it was an excellent episode. I mean, I listened to it before we started this one, and... There is a lot of things in there that you can action easily. I mean, mm. one of them, I think it's probably my favorite one when she talks about having someone outside of your industry, outside of your field, review your oh, CV. Yeah. This is perfect. I'm like, obvi- of course, how have we? I mean, sometimes we already do it. We probably share it with our partner, whoever is sitting next to us whenever we're looking for a new job. But that's exactly it. And when you talk about hiring managers... Yeah, they they don't necessarily look for the skill. I mean, they will have a list of skills that they have mm-hmm. to go, but they don't necessarily know what they those skills are or how to test those. So just having someone have a look at your CV and make sure that it's approachable, understandable, and that is not just a technical point of view. This is I think it's a great tip. <laughs> yeah, it was it was great. I was thinking, how did I not think about that before? <laughs> exactly. So 
the final episode, which is not the last episode of the month of November, but it's also in November, <laughs> is the episode with Reagan Avon. And it's impossible not to talk about AI at the moment. So here's another one, <laughs> another episode on AI. But, you know, joking aside, I-, I thought it was a great episode. Karen had a great interview with Reagan. And she's been basically working in AI for 10 years. And not only since ChatGPT exists, because <laughs> I feel like before AI, there, yeah, maybe something in the background, nobody talked about it. And then since ChatGPT, GPT, sorry, came out, it's, it's all we talk about. So mm-hmm. you guys are talking about the hype AI has been surfing on the past year or so, which is kind of abnormal. And, you know, the pros and cons uh, of having so much attention in the field. My favorite part was, when Reagan was talking about the hype cycles and um, w- which is great to provide, you know, a lot of interest, a lot of marketing, and let's be honest, a bit of finance too, because without that, you can't really progress. Yeah. Um, so it allows the innovation to happen. So I quite like that, but it's also bad because, you know, we're just releasing that technology to nature, <laughs> to everyone to, to be able to use. And it needs to be a little bit, of education. It all happens in quite a short amount of time. I mean, I'm sure everyone has seen those, how fast ChatGPT has been used by anyone that has a minimum of access. You know, when you compare it, how much users you have on Facebook and how much it took them to grow to ChatGPT. I mean, it's insane. It's also about trying to prevent bad things from happening, which I find fascinating and so scary (laughs) at the same time and i also think you know you guys made a comparison with how data scientists were viewed about 10 or 15 years ago to ai today i guess it's the same as with data scientists where everyone wanted to have a data science so data scientists in their organization everyone wants to have some kind of ai integration in their business and sometimes you don't need it or sometimes you need to have a little bit more of a meaningful think how is this going to fit in my organization so yeah I think there was a lot packed in in there yeah I think Regan really highlighted the the point of you know how um so when you were talking about sometimes you don't need it sometimes you need to to review the processes and she very well highlighted the fact that the, the data strategy should not be separated from the business strategy and yes. how how you would actually go about integrating an AI strategy to to your data strategy to make sure that we're not, I guess, getting off track and going into the this, I, I guess I want to say mad race of yeah. how to get uh, getting an AI working very quickly without thinking of all the things that need to be put in in consideration so I really like that yeah no that was pretty good and I mean because AI is not enough she's also the founder of women in analytics which she basically created out of need and most of the time this is when we find a need of our own and we start searching for it nobody's doing it so you just start doing it yourself Mm -hmm. So uh, she started chatting to people. There was a lot of people uh, responding through it. Even through the pandemic, she continued with events online. And today, the organization Women in Analytics still organizes both online and in-person events. So it's a 
woman in data sister someone else <laughs> i mean you should see the lineup they have at their at their annual event it was i think their annual event was in september or october i can't remember i remember her planning it mm-hmm. that was mad i was looking at it and i was thinking oh, i wish i was in the u.s right now we're gonna have to organize ourselves for it okay? i mean <laughs> Of <laughs> it was a really, really great conversation you guys had. Even for someone who's not particularly very comfortable with AI, I thought it was very approachable. And, you know, another woman creating space for women in the field. I mean, it's, of course, it's going to be inspiring. It's going to be great. I couldn't agree more. So, yeah, looking forward to releasing the, the November episodes and, and to hear what everyone is thinking, what's the, the best takeaways that you got from, from the episode. I, I really can't wait to hear from you. All right. Thank you so much. Thanks, everyone.